Hello and welcome to episode 12 of Life in General. My name is Nick. I'm Ian. And uh, as always, you can email us at uh, lifeingeneralmi at gmail.com. If you got any questions or comments, uh, follow us on Twitter at Life in General MI, on Facebook at Life in General Podcast. Um, you can check out our website, which is lifeingeneralpodcast.com. Uh, we always put our last, uh, most recent episode and everything on there and Eventually, I'll get around to writing some new stuff on the website. Yeah, I've been really lazy, too. Yeah, but I think that. I pointed it out when you t- mentioned it the first time. I said, if I get my lazy ass up and start yeah. doing stuff. So I, I gave myself a little bit of a, you know, uh, a cushion there. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Doesn't but, doesn't take away from the fact that I'm a lazy bastard. But. <laughs> uh, as always, you can uh, hit us, uh, follow us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, all sorts of other places, too. Yep. Um, you know, typically we kind of start these episodes talking about something, you know, political from the week, but I really haven't. This ever, week's been lame by comparison yeah, to the week before. Well, and the, the first, you know, 110 days you know, has been kind of, there's always been something going on, but this past week's been kind of quiet. So, well, last week was kind of like, like I was saying earlier, it's a culmination of a lot of stuff. A it lot was. of things happened. It was. And at this point we're now, we're now say 10 days, eight to nine, 10 days detached from that. I don't know if there's really anything we can say or comment on really at this point. I mean, a lot of it's all just kind of up in the air anyway. Yeah. I mean, I think everyone's getting kind of tired of most of it anyway. Oh, I've been tired of it since pretty much October, you know. October 2015? <laughs> well, arguably you could say that, but no, I <laughs> usually in the past, um, the uh, presidential uh, election is like my Super Bowl, you know, I'm really into it yeah normally it has but But this year this or this past year was just you know it just started too long too soon it lasted too long and it was uh, you know the end result is well even in cycles where the candidate i voted for lost i always enjoyed the process exactly yeah in the past um but yeah not not this time it was just just, it was so drawn out drawn out and you know it's like I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to think of a sports analogy to it, but I I, can't, well, I couldn't come up with one. <laughs> you don't watch sports. So. I don't. Well, not not a lot. No. Um, but I did see Trump's first uh, commercial for his 2020 2020 campaign. Son of a bitch. Yes, that's, yeah, it's out there. It's funny. Though. Seems to me like maybe he should just be doing his job now and not worrying about having a oh, job in four years. I know. I know. I know. Because I don't. I don't recall that ever being a thing. You know, maybe they were doing it. Presidents did it behind the. You know, behind the scenes, started early trying to raise money, but for their, you know. Yeah, I never saw anything, like, really out there. Never. This, this I've, I've never seen anything like but, that. Yeah, you know, but there's a lot of things with Trump that we've never seen before. It's a, it's a new world we live in. Yeah. Well, anyway, um, so I guess we'll cut well, that off. Yeah, we'll just, jump, we'll just jump right into our topic, I think. So we did a, uh, a top ten. What was it? It was top movies of the 2000s. Movies of the 2000s. So we yeah. did that, though, I don't know couple months back and we got a lot of really positive feedback from Mm -hmm. it and it was pretty cool and i've always been a big fan of top 10 lists and Mm -hmm. so we decided to do another one so we're gonna do uh top top 10 albums of the 70s rock albums of the 70s i kind of did everything yeah i mean there's a little there's a few things on my list that i wouldn't say are necessarily rock but rock-esque we'll say and i'll uh, drive from kind of the same area i suppose and this is a an idea i stole from another podcast called you're on the list which is a, all they do is top 10 lists. It's pretty cool. A couple of comedians. How often does that show come out? Weekly. Yeah, that that's insane. They must have a lot of time on their hands it's, to be making lists like that weekly. They're, they're comedians. It's, uh, yeah, it, I suppose. It's yeah. normally, so it's normally like an hour long or an hour and 20 minute, hour and a half podcast. Mm-hmm. And they really like 15, 20 minutes is a list. The rest of the time they're just cutting just up bullshit and, and bullshit. And they're okay. comedians. They're just, yeah, yeah. So We are not. We are not. No, no. <laughs> I've never claimed to be either. Yeah, no. Um, I'm really good at cribbing other comedians' work. Yeah, not, sure. But I'm not good at making up my own. <laughs> no, not so. at all. So, if you want to go ahead and lead us into it, I guess. Um, well, I guess we're, we're doing it the same kind of the same way we um, did the movie list. You know, just kind of list off some, or mention some of the ones we've got on our list, and at the end we'll kind of put together our own 
uh, life in general list. Correct. And this time I'll read it correctly because last time I read it from one to ten and I got a bunch of shit over it. So. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So ten to one is what you're okay. Ten, yeah. Okay. So well, well, that's what you're supposed to do. Uh, some down. of the ones I started, I'll start out with. Um, I didn't. I didn't put mine in any particular order. I just. Yeah. Well, neither did I. I, you know, I just threw some stuff down um, for starters. Uh, T for the Tillerman by Cat Stevens, which I've got on mine. Do you? Okay. Yeah, I mean that that kind of goes without saying. Um, at least as far as Cat Stevens goes, I mean that was his big album, really. Had a lot of really good songs on the it. whole album. The whole, the whole album from really beginning good. to end is it's, is fantastic. It's one of the rare albums, and even in the seventies, I had a really hard time finding albums that you could listen to straight from, through, straight straight through. And that's definitely one of the albums you can. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, Paranoid by Black Sabbath. Uh, some might argue that. Um, volume four, which I did put on my list too. Uh, volume four is a better I th- album. I think. I think. I, you know. Yeah, I, I would probably say that. Volume four is a better album, but as far as not just um, you know personal choice, but Paranoid kind of really put Sabbath on the map. It did. And as far as songs that they would probably still be playing in their repertoire now. Yeah. Well, Paranoid came out in what 70? 70, 70, seven, late 70. 70, 71. I couldn't remember. And, I put 71, when, but I think it was late 70. And, and four came out in 72. 72. So it wasn't too far. No, because there was Master of Reality in between, yeah. um, which is a good album in itself, but it's not, it, it's it, not on the same level as Paranoid or Volume no, 4. No, it's not. And like I said, I'd, I'd argue that Volume 4 is a better album, but Paranoid is probably more indicative of Sabbath's career overall. Um, uh, two albums I, I want to mention because... I, they're good albums. They're probably more like what you were saying. How they, you, you're, for me, I just don't go back to them a lot. Uh-huh. I go back to certain songs, but yeah. uh, never mind the Bullocks. Here, here's the Sex Pistols and the Ramones' <sighs> you know first what? album. Let me, let me hear, the, Ramo- the Ramones' first album, yes. Yeah. Sex Pistols. Yeah, I know, you know but what? you have to it, argue. It, this is my argument for putting that on there because I agree. I, I almost didn't put it on there. Here's my argument for it. Those are the two albums that, at least as far as the mainstream is concerned, were kind of the epitome of punk yeah, at the time. But it, the the Ramones, yes. The Sex Pistols, you know what? It, they had one decent song. Yeah. The rest of the album was trash. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. And I wouldn't go that far. I like the album. Um, oh, and also uh, uh, London Calling by The Clash. That was a fantastic album. Right. Um, but also, kind of lumped into that, that's kind of like... That's the 70, late seventies punk scene in a, in a nutshell. It is. As far as the mainstream goes, um, the, so I uh, had to put those on there for well, sure. Yeah, and it was with the Ramones, also uh, Rocket to Russia was really actually this is probably and a I album. and and you know that was another one I almost put it on there because yeah. it was you're and that, right and that was seventy seven. So yeah, yeah. You know if you want to listen to a, a, a really good Ramones album, Rocket to Russia. You know their first album was was really good. good I think. Yeah. Rocket to Russia, they really showed that they could really play instruments. Mm-hmm. They had a couple slower songs on it. It was really a, a well-rounded album, right? Much more than their first album, I would think. Well, I think that that's kind of why they were able to maintain for as long as they did, too. Yeah. You yeah. Know, whereas the Sex Pistols didn't, you know? No, they they, they faded they, very quickly, really so. quickly. Yeah, I've got about thirty albums on my list. Mm-hmm. You know, that I kind of put together the Sex Pistols album I didn't put on. Like I said, it was it was it was a hair hair away from not being on the list. Yeah. Um mainly because again because of London Calling because of the Ramones. And I did like I said I was going to put on um Rock to Russia but um I don't know. Uh like I was telling you before, I I was going to put Led Zeppelin 2 on there, but that actually came out in 1969. Yeah, and I arguably think Led Zeppelin two is a much better album than Led Zeppelin four. I think four is <sighs> Led Zeppelin four. There's a couple songs on there I always I skip, whereas Led Zeppelin two is a you got, beginning to end album. For obviously, me. Stairway, whichever well, of course, which, yeah. But Stairway to Heaven is even the best song on that. No, no, no. no not when the levee far. breaks, is, when the levee breaks is, is the best. Awesome it, arguably one of the best Zeppelin songs of all but time, you got, in my opinion. But you got Black Dog, Rock and Roll, Battle Evermore. I mean, there's a a really, you know, it's a really good album. It's a, it is a good album. I did put it on my list in lieu of putting Led Zeppelin two on there, um, but I also have Houses of the Holy on there because that's also another really good album. Yeah, um, you know, for me personally, uh, I did have to. I, I guess in the end, I tried to find albums that I, I feel were mainstream enough to warrant being on a top ten list, but also more. I guess I lean more towards my own personal views of the albums. Yeah. Which, um, which I, I think you always do. Yeah, it kind of goes without saying, really. Um, but I did I did put Led Zeppelin 4 on there in lieu of Led Zeppelin 2. 
Um, yeah, I think and four. And then I, I put Houses of the Holy on as an afterthought. So. I, I think four is just a fantastic album mm-hmm. overall. And arguably, it's not even called four. It's called it's, it's an untitled album. I know, I know it is, but, <laughs> but that's what everyone calls it, right? Um, but the uh, you know, so when I was going over trying to put this list together, um, you know, I kind of looked around online and I went through my my music collection. I have a pretty extensive collection, but mm-hmm. so I was going through some lists online and stuff, and every single one that I saw had the wall in the top five. See, and I, I, don't, I, I cheated I, after I did my list. I went and looked at some lists, and for for Floyd, it was always Dark Side of the Moon. Well, I I, I think Dark Side of the Moon was probably the top one of the top two or three albums in the seventies. Uh, I don't like either one. The of Wall. Them. I have the Wall on my. I list. think the I don't Wall. Have Dark Side the, the Wall is the most overrated album. See, I would take the, the Wall decade. over Dark Side of really? the Moon. Really? Yeah, I don't like Dark Side. Of the, I think Dark Side of the Moon is one of the most overrated albums of all time. Really? And I'm sure I can get a lot of flack for that, but it's so it's to me it's so monotone the whole album is just so monotone i don't i don't i have a hard time listening really? to the record yeah I, I think whereas the wall to me is a more rounded album i can listen to that a bit more regularly but i think pink floyd is one of the most overrated bands of all time I, I, as far as the as their collection goes i think dark side of the moon and wish you were here i think they're probably the, they're only really two well good albums piper at the gates of dawn as I know, you know it's a different okay. type of Pink Floyd it because is. it was early on, it Sid, was. And, you know. Yeah. But yeah, I would if I had to pick just two Pink Floyd albums to listen to, it would be Piper at the Gates of Dawn and and, and the Wall. Really, and uh, maybe the Division Bell because the Division Bell is a pretty good album, but that came out in ninety one. Yeah, it was so ninety ninety one. But the with the Wall, there's I mean it's what thirty some songs or something. I mean it's a really long double yeah, album. It's a double album, yeah. and there's really three or four decent songs on it. Nah, not for me. I, I like a lot more of the album, but yeah. um, that's really low. I'm, I mean, just you know, going through naming, listing names off or band, you know, records off when I was making my list. I'm very linear. I start at the beginning and just work my way through. And the wall came in near the very end. So I mean, I was really, I was actually fighting not to put any Pink Floyd on my list at all. Really? Yeah. Um, I did put Dark Side of the Moon on as an afterthought as well, just because I knew it would come up in conversation, but. Um, I don't like Dark Side of the Moon. I know I'm in the minority, but I think it's really yeah, a it's, considerably overrated yeah, album. Uh, yeah. Especially for the year it came out, 73. Um, just looking at my lists. I would I've say got, a vast... I've got like six albums on my list of 30 that came out in 73. And any one of those albums I would put way above Dark Side of the Moon. Um, Inner Visions by Stevie Wonder. Billion Dollar Babies. Billion Dollar Babies is actually the first one I put on my list. Which is, which a, that's a really good album. And for Alice Cooper, I think it was his first number one. Was it really? Yep. And I think that album as a whole um, is everything that Alice Cooper is across the board. And I, I was thinking about this a couple of days after I made my list. Um, every album that Alice Cooper has done that has kind of the same mixture of horror comedy social commentary mm-hmm. yeah. has been just as good as billion dollar babies that when he has that mixture i know he had a lot of commercial success with it i mean yeah no, no more mr nice guy and elected yeah. And, elected yeah and see that's what i mean a lot of the social commentary even some of the songs that aren't played on the radio like generation landslide yeah um there's a lot going on there just you know almost i guess from a not an anarchist perspective, but you know, Alice Cooper is kind of the anti social mm-hmm. rock star. He always calls himself the villain of rock and roll. Yeah. Um, but yeah, billion dollar babies across the board uh, for Alice Cooper. It's actually, I, I put two Alice Coopers on there. I put killer and I put billion dollar babies killer Killer's because really of too. the, the amount of um, radio play it got. It did. It got a ton of it. Yeah. You know, from, uh, from a lot of the songs on there. And it's got one of my favorite Alice Cooper songs of all time. My probably my second favorite is "Halo of Flies." It's on Killer. It is. That's it's a good a great album. song. Um, the uh, well, speaking of '73, I know this is kind of later, but uh, "Goodbye Yellow Brick." Uh, Yellow I've got Brick that Road on my list Elton too. John, absolutely, absolutely. absolutely. It's probably I'm not a huge Elton John fan. No, neither am I. But, but that album's really good, it and is, I really good. it's now I do find myself going back to uh, a lot, not a lot, but you know, a few times a year at least. Um, well. How'd you feel about Bowie? Did you have any Bowie on there? I did not. And Bowie, there was a lot of the top ten lists I looked at had a lot of Bowie on Ziggy there. Ziggy Stardust. It, that was that's, and, that's and the for only me, one I, I could... would even argue I Aladdin Sane, um, 
Oh, shit. <laughs> now I'm drawing a blank on the other ones. I, I put Ziggy down just because I knew it would be a, a major uh, on the list. On most people's list. Yeah, and it was. It was on a lot of ones It's a good at. album. It is. Um, little side note, I don't know if, if you knew this, but uh, when Bowie was putting that together, he was actually planning that to be a band, like a continuing thing, kind of like a side project. Oh, really? And he invited Rick Wakeman of Yes really? to, to play uh, keyboards on it. At this point, Rick Wakeman was kind of a, just a session player. I gotcha. And uh, the same time, he got offered the, the gig in Yes. And he said, you know what, I just, I'm going to take yes. And it was probably the best decision he ever made, <laughs> probably, I, would, probably, I would think, I would think in my so. opinion. Uh, just because, you know, the Ziggy Stardust thing didn't really go f- anywhere from there. But Well, I know uh, something you're probably a big fan of, and I don't know how much you got on there. Too, if it's what I think it is. Jethro Tall? Yeah. yeah I, I got- kept it simple, cause I, and I, I looked at it objectively. I'm curious what you, what you put on, though. I've got Thick as a Brick. Thick as a which Brick. Which is just just the concept of the album is... From the album cover to song, absolutely. And, it, and it's a... it's, a fan- it's an anti-concept album. It is, but it's a fantastic album. I mean, it's a fantastic song. Mm-hmm. I guess it's all, it's all one song. So, mm-hmm. But uh, I've got that, and I've got... Uh, you probably... Minstrel in the Gallery? No, I actually thought about that, but mm. Aqualong. Well, Aqualong, of course, is going to... It's on a lot of lists for, it is. for the 70s. Because it had a lot of commercial success. It had a lot of commercial success. And without... I guess you could argue without Aqualong, there would have been no Thick as a Brick. But I, I don't know. Aqualong, to me, is a great album. But no, knowing the the band as well as I do, knowing their, their catalog yeah. as well as I do... Even if I made a top ten list of Jethro Tull albums, Aqualung wouldn't be on it. Really? Yeah. Because it, it, that's it's another one of those albums where you can kind of sit down and Play listen it all to the, the way whole through. thing. Well, I mean, see, for Aqualung, me, I can do that Crossed with every Mary, Jethro Tull album. Cheap Day Return, uh, My God, Him Forty Three. I mean, it's it's just a fantastic if album. If you get the remasters, there's like five extra songs. Yeah. There. Well, yeah. I don't have that. But. <laughs> Lick your fingers clean. You know that one. I do know that. That, one. that was that was recorded for the Aqualung oh, okay. uh, session. Okay. So, but one uh, of them, so. Now, is that the only ones you got on there? Uh, those to... are the only two tall ones I put on there. Um, if I was going to put more on, it would have been Thick as a Brick, obviously. That's my number one tall album of all time. Minstrel being second and Songs from the Wood being number yeah. three. Because so, yeah. it, it's such a defining moment for the band switching from, uh, I mean, Thick as a Brick kind of embodied their little prog rock uh, um moment uh-huh. minstrel and gallery was kind of like their last hurrah with the kind of a mixture of rock and prog yeah songs from the wood just went completely in a whole different direction with more of a folk rock kind of element and that's another album that again for all of them i, I can do this but for the casual listener i think things are songs from the wood is an album you can listen to from beginning to end yeah it is and not have any problems because it, every song on there is very solid yeah it is so but I wouldn't. I wouldn't put songs from the wood in a top ten of the seventies. No. Um, I wouldn't even put Minstrel in the Gallery. Thick as a brick. No, I, I definitely would. Minstrel in the Gallery is a really good album. Yeah. Yes, it is. Um, like I said, if I had to, if I had to pick a top tier of tall albums, Thick as a Brick would be number one. Minstrel would be number two, and Songs from the Wood yeah. number three. Now, what about? Do you have any soundtracks on there? I don't. I don't. Because I've got Grease. Yeah, I, you I, know, it's funny. I actually thought about that, and I was like. Eh, I, I really don't like the Bee Gees. I like I like Grease and I like the songs in Grease. Well, they weren't in. They didn't sing the. They wrote them though. Barry Gibb well, wrote them all. But speaking of the Bee Gees, I've got Saturday Night Fever oh, on here no. too. They won't show up on any list. Oh I'm doing. man, come on! I hate disco. You know that. They're good. You, you got to give. You have to. I don't know. It's it, it, even. You're right. I hate much most of the disco era. Mm-hmm. There were some really good music in, mm-hmm. that came out of it though. What. Now I guess I, I guess from the from from an argument's perspective, you could say that the BG specifically Saturday Night Fever kind of um, embodied a certain subgroup or subgenre of rock music, or we'll say mainstream music in general. Yeah. Um, but to me, I've always and I've always felt this. I've always felt that it had a, it was kind of a mixture between pop rock and kind of an R and B sound. Yeah. And if you think about what rock was doing and what R&B were doing at the time, disco was just kind of like... The ugly stepchild? The ugly stepchild, kind of in the middle. 
You get but much st- better music on the rock side. You get much better music on the R and B side. It still has some really good music in it. And, you know, but I, yeah, that's arguable that, to that's, me. Just, of course, and that's where we kind of differ. Right. And, uh, it, you know, politically, we kind of see eye to eye in a lot For of the things. most part. Yeah. Uh, movies. You know, we can kind of yeah. see eye to eye. Music. We're very music, divisive. Yeah, we're very. Yeah, we're miles apart on yeah. a lot of it. I, uh, like I said, I. I I would take a Stevie Wonder album any day over a Bee Gees album because, I mean, it's still got that that um, that R and B sound because a lot of what Stevie Wonder was doing in the '70s was more funk anyway. I guess, yeah, it was. but again, there's a lot of crossover. Disco really kind of took a lot from everywhere. You know, yeah. they had some good, good guitar riffs and they had they had the danceability, they had the funkiness to mm-hmm. it. But yeah. it's at the end, it's just kind of like taking all that and just throwing it on a canvas and you're going to get much better quality out of what you took from in the end in my opinion it, it, a, a lot it's of like it, a frankenstein but you took all the all the good parts and together it doesn't make a good thing a lot know? of it i would agree but you know there's still some you know there there is some really good music that, that did come out nothing that i would obviously put on any kind of top, top 10, 10 list yeah but there was some good music came out. Right. And I would argue that the Bee Gees in the late 60s and early 70s when they, no one, when no one was listening to them. They yeah. couldn't they couldn't be, you know, they couldn't get hit by a brick by someone who who knew who they were. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, in the 70s when they hit that disco era, they really boomed, but that early stuff was pretty good stuff. Yeah. Kind of folky, more rockish, you know. I don't know. I would still the Bee Gees I think are just I mean, they might as well be 21 Pilots now for all <laughs> I care, you know. But uh, um, you know some other stuff that you know, one album that probably a lot of people don't really think of when they think of seventies music, and that's uh, Miles Davis, mm-hmm. B- uh, "Bitches Brew," which is a fantastic mm-hmm. album. Yeah, I didn't even think about those. Yeah, yeah it's a fantastic yeah. album. You know, that's one of those albums that everyone, everyone that appreciates music, mm-hmm. needs to sit down and, and listen, listen to. to. Absolutely, absolutely, just a beautiful album. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't go too far off the off the beaten track. Um, I tried for to. that. I tried. I tried you to know. with some of them. And just I, because... yeah, I wanted to, but again, I just got to a point where it was like trying to walk that fine line of um, people knowing what I'm talking about and yeah. also still trying to stick to what I is personal to me. Yeah, you know, it just kind of. I would say my list is probably is um, mainstream more mainstream than anything because of that. Cause I was really trying to, yeah. you know, cause I just basically took the mainstream stuff that talks to me that I, you know, I don't know. Um, what, what else do you have on your list? Oh, I, no, got, I, I, I ran, got a few more, but I, I ran through quite a few of them. So um, what, what, what do you got? Bridge over Trouble water. Oh, that's Simon and Garfunkel. Yeah. Uh, cause yeah, I think that was our last studio album. It, it, yeah, I think it was, but you know, I, and, and I thought about it, but it was another one of those albums where it's got a good song. Two good songs. It's mm-hmm. not. I, I just don't see it overall. Overall, as a really good. Well, quality I, I album. always see it kind of as indicative of of the end of an era. Yeah, you know, for it them, was. It definitely was for them and you know the, their for, their fan base. Yeah, um, you know, because I think Paul Simon's solo out, first solo album came out the same year. Yeah, if not the next year. Uh, I don't know. I, I I like the album. I think it, it does probably show up on a lot of top ten lists. It but, does. You know, I, I don't know if I'd put it in a top ten. But I, I, I threw it out there. Another one that I probably wouldn't end up on a top ten. Um, this is one where it's kind of there's two, Tarkus and Brain Salad Surgery by um, Emerson Lincoln Palmer. Yeah, Brain Salad Surgery is going to be the more known album, but for me personally, Tarkus is a much better album. Okay. Um, and the uh, same similar situation with Kansas Left Overture is their main. I mean, that was their big hit. Yeah. I arguably think Mask, the album that came right, uh, came out right before it, is a much better album. I don't think I've ever heard it. Oh, let's say it's awesome. It? Beginning to end, that album is awesome. But then again, so is Left Overture. So it's really just a matter of opinion. And if you're going to do a top ten list, yeah. Left Overture is probably going to be on yeah. it more so than Mask. The, uh, speaking of you know end of eras, mm-hmm. what about Let It Be? It's on my list for sure. Because I mean, it's, it's mainly because it's a really good album. Yeah, it um, is. and arguably, since for me personally, George Harrison was my favorite of the Beatles. It's Let It Be, and then All Things Must Pass yeah. because his first solo album, which came out the same year. Well, and that's just a great album, anyway. You know what? Well, what about uh, Plastic Ono Band? No, really, doesn't, doesn't work for me. No, man, yeah. I, I thought. It was I a mean, great don't album. get me wrong. If I, I like Lennon's a lot of Lennon solo stuff. Um, I do not like any of Paul McCartney solo stuff. I never liked any of Paul McCartney's Wings. None of that stuff. Well, the funny thing is, you know, speaking of Wings, is you know when people think of Paul McCartney and Wings, a lot of people think of 
Live and Let Die. Live and Let Die, yeah. But Guns N' Roses made a, a, a much version, better version. A much Absolutely. better version. I, mean, that, I, I totally agree. Although, I think Guns N' Roses is one of those rare cases where they're, they could be the best cover band ever, they but made, they're also really good at their own stuff. Yeah, they made know? fantastic covers. Yeah, I, mean, every, I think every cover they ever did was better, or at least equal to their original. Um, I don't know. Sympathy I, for the Devil. Yeah, of course. Arguably better, but at least uh, equal. It, it was a far better. Yeah. Uh, let It Be, or not Let It Be, uh, Live and Let Die, um, and uh, Knocking on Heaven's Door. Yeah. You know, they, they did that Charles Manson song, which was basically, basically unlistenable to yeah. before they did it. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've heard Manson's recording of it. It's terrible. Really? Yeah. Oh, oh, it's out there. Yeah, it's out there. That's got to be terrible. Um, yeah, it is terrible. But anyway, uh, how about Night at the Opera, Queen? Um, it's not I, an album I would say I could listen to all the way through. I, I didn't have it on my list. It was kind of another kind of um, maybe a turning point for them. Yeah, it, well, Bohemian Rhapsody. I mean, yeah. that's maybe I maybe I put that album on there just for that song because arguably that song is really off the top of my head. That's the only song I could think of right off now. Of I can think about too. Um, yeah. I I I've got the album, but I I I don't know. But uh, I had to put it on there because as far as Queen goes, I'm not a huge Queen fan. No, it's the only Queen album I do have. Yeah. And because it's got Bohemian Rhapsody on it, I think it it should be on a list. Um, who's next by the Who? See the Who. I feel like I feel about the Who the same way you feel about Pink Floyd. I I think the Who are very overrated. I don't really like any of their music. But the difference just, is with the Who. No one's no one's saying. You know, there, there's going to be your your people out there who are push who push the Who as like one of the greatest rock bands. But as far oh, as yeah. them as a band, they're just pumping out rock. I mean, just basic rock music, nothing special. I mean, in their concepts, they're a little bit more lofty. But yeah. as far as the music goes, there's really nothing like super cool, special going on. It's good music. Whereas Pink Floyd. They do a song that literally is monotone through the whole thing, and everyone claims it's like the greatest recording ever. There's a huge difference in how those two bands are perceived in, uh, in the mainstream. Yeah. So I can say for you, yeah, I can understand you not liking him, kind of thinking they're overrated, but nowhere near the same level as Pink Floyd. Oh, no. Oh, no. Just, just uh... maybe even just looking at them as people. You talk to the the members of Pink Floyd, they think they're making like true beautiful art. You talk to Pete Townsend, he's like, "Yeah, I'm just rocking." I, I don't give care. a shit about the people. Right, well, the artists, you mean the people who are actually making yeah. music we're talking about? Yeah. I do to a point. I, I think it, it I, mean, does. I, I really don't. Just as long as they make good music, I don't really care. For the most part, I would agree. But I, I you know, I, me, I mean, I've, that's probably why I can listen to Kanye West. He makes really good music. He's kind of a douchebag in real life. Yeah, so well, some might argue he doesn't really make good music, but that's neither here nor there. Because we're talking about the 70s. He was just a baby then. Uh, what about, uh, you, well, you, you were talking about Alice Cooper earlier. Yep. Did, did did we talk about Schools Out? No, I and I left that off because um, it's, for me personally, an album that I can listen to all the way through. And it actually has my absolute favorite Alice Cooper song of all time, which is my uh, my stars. Yeah, it's my favorite Alice Cooper song of all time. Is some Blue Turk on that album? That's right before my yeah. stars. Yeah, and then Blue Turk is arguably like done the top five yeah, of Alice it's, Cooper it's, songs. It's a fantastic album. It is start to finish. Here's the thing: when I was like I told you before, I was kind of trying to skirt that mainstream thing. Yeah, Schools Out is the only song on that that people know. Yeah, um, for the most part, the 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 casual listener. Yeah, and I hate that song. And it's it's really? kind of I call it the Aqualung syndrome. It's just it's so fucking overplayed. It is. It's very overplayed. You know, every every year in this time of year, we're going to start hearing it a lot now because it's May, yeah. June. Not, not so and much no anymore. one even really maybe, knows what maybe, that song's about. <laughs> maybe maybe on the radio stations you listen to. But, well, I don't listen to radio stations. Uh, well, but I, I don't know how much you really play. When, it I, when you hear it, when you hear it blaring from a car of millennials yeah. on, on the last day of school, you're like, eh. Uh, you know, it just doesn't work for me. And I, uh, to be honest with you, I've never really liked the song. It's never been a, a big, big song for me through the Alice Cooper catalog. Yeah. You know? um, Why is that? I don't know. Just like I said, it's not really. You get the impression that it's kind of like an anti-school song, and I guess it is to a degree. Well, but, yeah. Um, I don't know. I just I don't I don't get the feeling from it. I don't get the warm and fuzzies from that song. Yeah. The song yeah, I, I right after it on the album Looney Tunes is is awesome. I is. love that song. There are better songs than Schools Out on yeah. that album. Um, but again, like I said, it's just skirting the mainstream. If that's the only song in the album that most people are going to know, I'm not sure if it belongs on a top ten list. I, I mean, would definitely be on a top you, ten you can, Alice you Cooper can, list. You can probably say that about Led Zeppelin Four though, also. 
No, well, you could, but if you mo- listen to mo- like classic most, rock stations, most people, most people are gonna hear "Stairway to Heaven" and then that's it. That's it. But if you listen to classic rock stations, which you know I do from time to time, you're gonna hear "Black Dog." You're yeah. gonna hear "Rock and Roll." You will. You're gonna hear "Misty Mountain Hop." You're, yeah, you're gonna you hear will. "Stairway to Heaven." Not very often. That's half the album. You're gonna hear. You're gonna hear you're that. Stairway one, to Heaven. You're gonna hear that one song. 15 times more than you're hearing the other ones. True, true. But that's, again, that's kind of the, I call it the Aqualung problem. Yeah. You know, most people, they they know Aqualung, they know the song Aqualung, more than they even know the band. They're like, oh, I know that song, but they never know who it is. Exactly. Um, But it's like, it's, and it, that song is, has nothing to do with what the band was before it Uh or what it was after it. And it's just, I don't know. I don't like it being, you know, same counting crows, Mr. Jones. It's that's I call it an Aqualung song because it's just it like, is that's the one song everyone knows and it has really no bearing on the career of the of the artists themselves their their broader catalog is much better. Well, you know another album like that I think is uh, Toys in the Attic by Aerosmith. Yeah, and I won't put Aerosmith on in my top tens. I won't argue that there's some good songs on Toys in the Attic. That's a fan, that I think that album is better than anything they did before it or anything they've done. And, after I, and it. I could agree with that, but I don't like Aerosmith that much. Well. As far as Here just, do I, but I mean, as far just, as like, it's not an album I would go to. Yeah. I mean, I I've I listened to it once in a great 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 while. Um, but I don't like Aerosmith that much. I yeah. think Aerosmith's another overrated band because, um, uh, for a large a large part of their career, they were yeah uh, they made some really really shitty music yeah, <laughs> and more know. than good yes. I think arguably I, I, I would I would their kind good of agree. stuff's good yeah it's you know really good but I mean, it's just it, not it, enough I mean they so they've been making music since the since seventy three or, or, or four seventy three I think yeah. is when the first album came out their first album is okay it really only has one good song on it it's and okay it's possible, I mean but it's yeah. Dream On I think Mama Ken was on that album too mm-hmm. so I mean I mean but outside of that you had those those two songs you had Toys in the Attic. And then you had this very long gap yeah. until you hit what permanent vacation yeah. in eighty seven or eighty six eighty six eighty seven yeah, and then you had Pump, which was a really good album, right. and then they haven't done shit since. Well, then. Living on an Edge, Living on the Edge was all right. <sighs> it was all right. I mean, they, it wasn't they, Pump, but they, it was, they had a lot of commercial success with that album. Yeah. But it was very, I don't know. It, it, I, I, I don't know. A I'm, lot, a lot, I'm pretty much with you. A lot of people like like that album, but I just I it was okay. Shit. It was okay. It was the first Aerosmith album I bought. To yeah. be honest with you, I bought it when it came out, and then I went back and got Pump and Permanent Vacation. Yeah. Um, I just don't like Aerosmith overall. I think they're kind of just a glorified bar band, kind of in I a mean, sense. I, I think I, more can, not as much as ACDC is. Well, yeah, but they didn't make that. You didn't, you didn't put ACDC's any of them on not there, on my okay. list at all. Right, no. It didn't make any of mine either. No, because again, I think they're just a glorified bar band, yeah. you know, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. That doesn't take away from what they are and what other people like about them. But you know, for me, it's just I, you know, I need a little bit more on my, a little bit more meat on my records. Um, what's going on by Marvin Gaye? That actually, I would probably put as one of my top two albums. In the I don't know if I go and, quite that far, I mean, but it's just a good a, album. It is a good album. It's you, a really I, good I, album. I think you also have to look at the social meaning of the album at the mm-hmm. time. It was what seventy uh seventy one. Was it seventy one? Mm-hmm. So you know, shortly after you know the the Watts riots and mm-hmm. all that stuff, and the riots in Detroit, and yeah. you know, there's a lot of stuff going on, and that's that's what that album, whole about. album, was about. Right. You know, so. I think not only the obviously it's got great musical quality to it. I think it's the the social quality of, of it. Of course, yeah. The social meaning of the album, that's, and that's why I put it up so high. That and and uh, songs in the key of life by by Stevie Wonder. Yeah, I that I I it was I they've got three albums that I was putting. Intervisions. Uh, Intervisions was really good. It was too. really good. Um, oh my god, I'm drawing a blank. I gotta find it on my list. <laughs> a talking book. Yeah. And then and yeah, songs in the key of life. It, and for, for Stevie, because those are just yeah. Stevie Wonder, in in my humble opinion, is probably the greatest single musician mm-hmm. that the United States has ever produced. I mean, well, the, just on sheer ability. Yeah. Well, yeah. and that's not even taking away from his disability. That's yeah. just sheer ability. Yes. Throw in the disability, and yeah, you got. He, when, how old was he when he lost his sight? Do you? Do oh, you know? I have no idea. He, he was young. I mean, because he started with Motown when he was young. But I want to say I thought he was in his 
early teens or something like that when he lost his vision. Mm, but, I, I guess. I, like the, I said, but, I, I don't know. You know, right. at, at the time he recorded songs in the key of life, I mean, he, the guy played like 40 or 60 different in, instruments. I mean, Do you know something... he's only listed for like four instruments on Wikipedia? Really? Yeah. That's but I know he's capable of playing oh, yeah, all of them. Because he played everything on that album. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, it just uh, just musically, what he did on that album is something that just, you look at you know, people hold Elvis in this high esteem. Yeah. Elvis could play the guitar. He knew like three chords and that right. was it. Yeah. Which is fine. Which, Which is fine. fine. He did, I hate he, Elvis, but that's I mean, fine. I, but you know, that's, that's beside the point, you know, but a lot of people hold him up as this, this great musical icon. And, 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 you know, you got Stevie wonder that's doing things that are light years ahead. Oh, absolutely. Ahead. Well, and at this point in the game too, um, I mean, most bands are doing other things that were light, light years ahead of Elvis. But if you want to talk about Elvis, You'll just look at his contemporaries. Chuck Berry oh, yeah. was doing it better than Elvis was he doing was. it. He was. But he was black, so people I, didn't listen I know. To I know. Um, what else? Uh, well, you we got, got those. I got all my Stevie Wonders on there. Um, I know you. I don't think you've ever really gotten into Zappa that much. Um, I haven't. I, I like Zappa a lot. Um, and I had a hard time deciding how I should approach it because, again, trying to walk that line of being somewhat commercial, which Zappa never really was. Um, and then also kind of albums that spoke to me, uh, overnight sensation and apostrophe. I think apostrophe is more of his hit, you know, his bigger album. Yeah. Um, whereas for me, I like overnight sensation better, but they're both very good albums. I don't know. I guess they're not going to show up on the list. Cause <coughs> I mean, you don't really have any experience with them. Zappa was, I, I listen to Lil Zap. I, I had a couple of his albums when yeah. I was younger, and I, but I mean, even even now, as a, as someone who's who's, I'm kind of reacquainting. I'm reacquainting myself with Zappa. Um, I have been actually for a couple months now. Yeah, I can understand why he never really made it huge, and his music is weird. Oh, it was meant yeah. to be weird. Though. It was. He did it in a way. Wait, hold on a second. So you mean a guy that named his kids Amet, uh, Dweezil, um, Moon Unit, and Diva Thin Muffin is a weird, makes weird music? That's, that's, no. that's incredible. What's wrong with those names? <laughs> I remember when we were kids, you said you were going to name your daughter Crystal Chandelier. That was more of a joke than anything. <laughs> no, well, I'm still waiting for that, for, for Crystal Chandelier to be born. Well, so you can maybe get cracking and, at that. <laughs> and, and Corey used to always say he was going to name his kid Arrow, so it would be Aerosmith. Oh, he didn't do that. No, he didn't. Thank God. <laughs> um, but yeah, Zappa. Zappa is a character, uh, a very unique character in the world of rock. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, never did drugs. He was totally anti-drug. Yeah. But his anti—I wouldn't say his social, but had zero trust of the government. Yeah. And he was talking about anti-corporation stuff thirty-five years ago, yeah. forty years ago. Yeah, he was. And it's just amazing how far we've come. And I wonder how much. I mean, of he his, was really kind of ahead of the game. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder how much of his outspokenness about things like that really had something to do with you know not getting a lot of airplay. And things I like think that. back then, um, if you were if you were making a stink like that, if you had a lot of people following you, you would get the people would go after you. But if no, I mean, there was again, a, Zappa was really kind of talking to a very small subset he of, was, of the he world. He was, but there was this huge backlash in the seventies that came about after the whole sixties anti-war movement, you know? So, you know, I wonder how much of that kind of played maybe, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe a little bit maybe, on the, on the corporate end of the, of the I honestly, radio stations. Of, I, like I said, I've been reacquainting myself. I've been trying to go through a lot of Zappa's catalog, uh, and I can honestly can't hear. I have not heard any songs that I could I could imagine being huge radio play songs. He did have some commercial su- uh, some, success, but it was very. It was more in record sales and in sh- touring. He really didn't get the radio play, and I don't know if that really bothered. None of that bothered him. He yeah. liked being on the fringes, um, and I have a lot of respect for that. I mean, I don't agree with everything he said because I've watched a lot of YouTube videos of interviews and stuff. But, I don't agree with everything he says, but. He was saying a lot of things that I agree with now, and there are big problems now. And he was talking about them in, long time in the seventies yeah, and eighties. Yeah. So what? Uh, what about uh, Wormers by Fleetwood Mac? I have it on there. I, I, I'm not a huge uh, um, Fleetwood Mac fan, but, am I, but you can't that argue album, with that album. That album is great. I wouldn't even go as far as to think that album's great, but for defining them as a group, 
because uh, it was the second album with Stevie Nicks and Lindsey Buckingham. Yeah. Um, and it really just, it was kind of a, to me, if you have to argue, it, it's a culmination of all of that talent really making a solid record. Yeah. You know, I, I, it's not something I go back to a lot. I love Stevie Nicks' voice. I really do. I'm not a big fan of, of female singers, but I love her voice. And uh, not to, I'm not being sexy. I just don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. But uh, Stevie <laughs> Nicks, I love her voice. And whenever she's singing, I, yeah. your ear is automatically pulled you. to no, it. No, no. So. She, she can definitely. She's got pipes. Yeah. So uh, I have Harvest by Neil Young. Yeah, I thought about it. Um it was just one of those it's one of those albums that once again it's got a couple of good songs on it but just not it's not something i can you know really listen to you know front to back you know whatever yeah i do yeah but i I would say i would argue that's probably if i'm in the middle doing something else maybe yeah it's on in the background but i do have it on my list um really i think that's about it except for um the only other one, and this one, again, probably wouldn't end up on the list, mainly because I'm not sure if you're familiar with it too much, but Fragile by Yes, because that was kind of like the um, true true beginning of yeah, prog rock. It's kind of what... I'm sure I've probably heard it before, but... Well, you've heard Roundabout. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was the big song off of that. Yeah. Um, there's another cu- couple songs that got some radio play on it, but for me, it's a solid album. It's one I listen to beginning to end. Mm-hmm. Um, and even some would argue that as far as yes goes, it wasn't their best, but I don't know. Fragile for me was a good, a good uh, progressive rock album. A lot of what, a lot of the over excess that that thick as a brick by Jethro Tull is uh-huh. kind of parodying in in their uh, in that album comes from yes and Emerson Lake and Palmer and their, yeah. all that overblown, mm-hmm. you know, high end kind of stuff that they were doing. Yeah. That's what thick as a brick is really parodying. parodying so. They, uh, did we talk about Black Sabbath uh, four? Uh, a, volume four, a little bit because I mentioned it with Paranoid. I got you. Um, I, I just, you know, again, I Paranoid. I guess Volume four is a better album. It is by far, but Paranoid. I don't know. It's it's like I said, it's more indicative of what Sabbath was and is, and what they became. But just, I, musically, I think four. Oh, it's it, way better. Is way better. Oh, I mean, they they did a lot of different musically, things. lyrically, everything was yeah. was kind of top of the game. I would argue that's probably their best album ever. Yeah, their best album, um, and I really like Thirteen. So that's their, their last one. The uh, what about uh, Hotel California? Nope, really. Nope, not on my list. I don't. I've I've listened to the album one time, and I will never listen to it again. Really, it has no. I, I get nothing from it. There's nothing going on there. I've never liked the Eagles. I've tried. I've tried. I try. They get played on the radio enough. People talk about them enough. I gave Hotel California a run through. Yeah, nothing. The um, I've got a couple of like. Well, what about uh, Janis Joplin? Pearl. I Pearl. mean, I think it was record. It was released after she died. Yeah. It? Well, it came out in '71. Yeah. Um, I thought it was I don't have it on my list. It was. It was in the back of my mind it's a good album it's a good album and it, because of the 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 um, the situation that occurred you know her dying and yeah. everything else and it being a posthumous album it's one of those albums where you think if this is her best now and then she's dead what could she have done afterwards exactly so i guess on that level Sure, but I would have been more interested to see what she could have done mm-hmm. after Pearl. Mm-hmm. Same with I, um, The Doors, L.A. Woman. It was Morrison's last album. It's it was. not. It's not by any means their best album. No, it's not. But you almost wonder. I know he was kind of pulling himself out of the band at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but who's to say five years down the road, had he not died, what they would they could have done? I got back together. It had some had good a, music. It I had some good music, and a few years, you know, of of. Uh, creative break they could have come out and say 75 and released an album that was the best album ever made you know possibly it's possibly you know yeah. or at least not from jim morrison's input more his lyrics but i think that that album probably has maybe one of their best songs ever which one's that riders and riders, riders in the storm. storm yeah i don't know i don't know if i'd call that their best i didn't say it was i just it say it's one of could the, arguably be oh yeah absolutely I mean, yeah riders on the storm was fantastic oh. so um, if I had to pick a Doors album, it'd be their first album. It was from '67 because that that one is that's a you know beginning to end. That's a fabulous. It is. Album. It is. 
but uh, that came out in 67, so yeah. not, doesn't qualify for our no, list. No, it doesn't. So, if we did a 60s list, you realize there probably wouldn't be anything on there from 65, you know, from 61 to 65, probably. Really? You don't think so? I don't, uh, maybe very, I, I very can, few. Um, Just like, because we're I, looking at this and a lot of our albums that we've picked, um, I, I mean, would say the latest one for me was the wall well, on 79, but everything else wait, is what you're just say from 60, 60, 60 to 65. I don't think there'd be that much going on for us. Oh, well, if, beat, we're, if we're applying our own, the personal. beach boys had a couple good albums in there. Yeah, well, pet the, sounds, I guess, but well, no, that came out after that. I can't pet. Well, yeah, they did come out 66 or 67. I was thinking like little deuce coop and things like that. Hard day's night by the Beatles was 74, 64. No, that's why I'm at sixty four. Yeah. That's and that's skirting the line of what I was talking about. But well, I think the best the best Beatles stuff came after sixty five, so that's my opinion. Yeah. So Um Did I you had, have any did you you had Plastic Yono band on there? Did you have wings or anything on there? I did not. Yeah, I I, I just don't feel that but I George Harrison's All Things Must Pass, definitely. Yeah. You know. The uh I had another Cat Stevens album on mine also. I Which one was that? Teasing the Fire yeah. yeah, Teasing the Fire Cat. Uh, the reason I didn't put it on there uh, is primarily there's a, two songs on it that I don't really like. Ruby Love and, um, oh, Christ. Uh, oh, um, Morning is Broken. Yeah. Although Morning well, is Broken like is a Morning big song. It it's it's a hymn. I don't, yeah. you know I mean? I'm not big enough. Yeah. And little side note, Rick Wakeman, I told you he was a session player. Yeah. He plays the piano on that. Oh, really? Yeah. But, uh, it's I didn't a, know that until very recently. There's like six or seven just really great songs. Good songs on there, absolutely. The Wind is a good song, even uh-huh. though it's slightly religious. The yeah. Wind, Moonshadow, Peace Train, If I Laugh, Changes 4. Yep. Um, yeah, it's got some great songs on it, but uh, T for the Tillerman overall is a much more solid album. So, and I would even argue that um, Mono Bone Jackin was better than Teaser and Firecat. Really? Yeah, oh, yeah. I don't know about that. Well, a lot of a lot of um, Mono Bone, T for the Tillerman, and Teaser were all written at the exact same time. Yeah, while he was you know uh, being treated for tuberculosis. Yeah. Um, and an album that kind of made it was one of the last ones I kind of put on my list was um, Sweet Baby James. By James Taylor. Mm-hmm. I hate James Taylor. I'm not. Big, I, I'm not a James yeah. Taylor fan. But it was, it, it's, it's a yeah. Decent see, album. my my dislike of James Taylor. I shouldn't say dislike. I and I and this is the argument I make when people say, "Why don't you like James Taylor?" Because he's not doing anything different than a Cat Stevens or a Jim Croce or a Paul Simon, and he's not even doing it anywhere near as good as them. No, I would say he really only had one. Maybe two decent albums. In I his wouldn't entire even go that career. far. Every song I've ever heard, I'm just thinking, eh, Jim Croce would have done it better. <laughs> Harry Chapin would have done it better. Cat Stevens would have done it better. That's all I ever think about when I'm hearing James Taylor. So, yeah, I won't. James Taylor is not anywhere on my list. But, so uh, what about uh, Born to Run by Bruce uh, Springsteen? <sighs> Well, let's see. I I didn't I obviously don't have any Bruce Springsteen on my list, and that, that's the, that's the only one I could even remotely <sighs> even entertain putting on there. I have a hard time with Springsteen because again, I wouldn't say he's like an overrated um, or um, a glorified bar band or bar performer. I think you can say that just about anybody, though. No, not really. Oh hell yeah, you could. Not really. You you don't think Billy Joel is kind of in this? That yes, same category? see Billy Joel, and honestly, he probably should have showed up on my list too somewhere, but he didn't. You know, um, but not, not for the seventies. Yeah, well, I don't know. A lot of his a lot of his good hits came out in the seventies, but a lot of he's got a lot of good songs spread over his career. I don't know if any one particular album defines he's just a but i kind of look at him in the same way he's kind of a glorified bar musician yeah but he's doing his music he's pushing some boundaries musically uh with his playing you don't Um, think bruce springsteen was at all not really i don't really get that bruce springsteen he's i he i call he's kind of the tom cruise of rock and roll to me tom cruise is really good at picking scripts he's not that great of an actor ultimately no he's not that great of an actor but he has this knack for just picking the right scripts to make it work, Bruce Springsteen's kind of that way, but he has he has a knack for picking good musicians to work with. He, I don't know. He's 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 made some really good music. Eh, I'm not a big fan of Bruce Springsteen. I I I don't. 
I don't get anything out of his music, really. But you can't argue that, yes, he that's what separates. That's what I was going to say. That's what separates him from being that kind of glorified you know, bar, bar singer. Yeah. He surrounds himself with really good musicians. So I, I think any musician has to be able to do that, though, to a certain to, extent. To an extent, absolutely. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say the Stones are, are a group of great musicians, though. You know. And that's another band that didn't end up on my list just because no, I, their, I think their I, best output was really in the 60s. Yeah, it was. And, and, in my opinion. I don't think they had a whole lot of really good output anyway. Well, yeah, that's arguable. Their, their, their last album that came out last year isn't really bad. No. It's pretty good. For a couple of 85-year-old musicians? <laughs> well, 75. Let's yeah. be realistic here. Um, doesn't make it much better, but actually it'd be more it'd be pretty cool if they were in their 80s and they're making that but and they probably will be they will be <laughs> hey we can only hope because there's nothing new good coming out we might as well have the old guys at least giving it a I shot know. i think that's some good, good yeah news. we've had this argument we, we've we're had gonna, this argument yeah we're going to continue to have this argument yeah, i'm sure i'm sure we will so i guess at this point i mean i've kind of gone over everything that i've got on my side of the list all right well i mean uh, if uh, put a get put together yeah what do you what do you what do you think let's uh um I don't know. See, I, I like I told you before, I don't know if I could personally make a top ten out of this just for myself. So well, I guess what would you say? I, I, shoot, shoot me what, a suggestion for top ten, I, for I, number I, ten. I would think, I think Paranoid would have to be on there somewhere in okay. the top ten. Okay. Just, and musically speaking, out of some of the lists, I'd say maybe if we're going to, if it has to be in there, it should probably be ten. Yeah, that's and that's that's kind of where I was thinking too. You know, it's, it's something low. I mean, it's yeah. not. It's it's a good album. Mm-hmm. What uh, what else you got? Um. Well, going down from that, where would you put Billion Dollar Babies at? Um. Because it's got to be on there. I would think somewhere in the mid six. Yeah, maybe. Some, yeah, that sounds like a good yeah, number. I think maybe six for that one. Uh, and I guess I, I guess being the 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 huge tall fan that i am i guess where 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 would you put um thick as a brick then it's got to be on the list if i'm if i have any input it's got to be on the list um well yeah i mean it would be i definitely wouldn't put it in number one no i mean even being just being realistic no uh uh-uh um, I would say, like I said before, just the overall creativity of the album, I think it would be pretty high. Okay. You know. So four? Five? Yeah, five, I would say. Fair, right in the middle, yeah. I guess we should. We probably are going to agree on number one. Uh, um, probably not. I, we'll save it for, I was going to say what's going on. Oh, okay, then yeah. <laughs> I guess that's. Uh, I mean, really, it, yeah. it's, I, I'm, not a, I'm not a huge Marvin Gaye fan. I don't, I'm not even a big um, kind of Motowny uh, R and B fan, but you know your your the points you made yeah, kind of arguably make it yeah, up I mean, there. You know, put it up j- there. Just the, the at overall, least number two. I wouldn't go yeah. any lower than two. No. So um, yeah, like I said, the overall like social impact of every mm-hmm. every everything. It just absolutely. Uh, um, T for the Tillerman. Then I guess would be the other one. Does it belong in the top ten? I don't know. What do, what do, what do you think? Did you see Guardians of the Galaxy yet? Two? No, I haven't. Because, okay. uh, you know, the first one is well known for its soundtrack. The second mm-hmm. one is equally good for the no, soundtrack. I'm sure. I'm sure it is. The, I don't want to give anything away, but there's a Cat Stevens song played at the end of the movie for the emotional part. Oh, really? And it really hits you. And it's from that album. I don't know to say what it is because it'll give too much away, but... Uh, and they play the whole song, which shocked me, too. The whole song plays through that scene. It's really? really? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Where do you where do you think to put it at? Maybe number nine. Number nine. Yeah. No, number nine. Number, number nine. nine. Number nine. <laughs> number nine. Yeah, I don't think Let It Be is going to end up on the list because there's a few songs on it I don't like. It's um, got it's got one of my favorite Beatles songs. Yeah, that's ironically, a uh, yeah, George I w- Harrison track. Yeah, I, 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 I wouldn't put it in a top ten. But um, well, I guess then. Um, just because of the punk connection, Ramones or London Calling? Um, would you put them on the top ten? Would punk does punk have a place in in a top ten from the seventies? I guess was the argument really. I could see London Calling. It'd be pretty low though. Well, arguably, then I would say London Calling would have to be number nine, and maybe T for the Tillerman number eight. Okay. If we're doing it by that level. 
And I and I you know I can still see what did we put for number ten? But paranoid. Um, I can see London Calling being above paranoid just because of the the more genre breaking level that it was. I guess paranoid. I guess could you could argue was created heavy metal, but yeah, it did. You know, um, I think Sabbath in general created heavy metal. So whereas you know, London Calling is you know, I think I kind of ushered it into a different direction though what london calling london calling yeah, there's absolutely. more you know well, look at where i mean where it went from there i mean it punk was one of those things where as sim- simplistic as it is it really kind of broke off into several different subgenres oh, pretty easily it did and it even had you know there were some disco kind of aspects to some of it also yeah. um i don't know if i go that far but i, I can definitely see where uh, maybe some disco blended into some of those well, subgenres with like Blondie punk. and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that was just a way of Blondie trying to have a a, a big hit. Well, I mean, it, 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 worked. it worked. It worked. Yeah. So, um, what else is what do we got left? Two, three, four. I don't know. What do you think? What about um... Goodbye Yellowbrick Road? Maybe. What, what about what, what about songs of the songs of the key of life? Oh, that would probably have to be like maybe four. Yeah, I would think it would definitely be in the top top, top five. five. Yeah, yeah, maybe four on that one. Apparently, it was such a good album that I had it on my list twice. Oh, yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I said, I had two other Stevies on there too. I had uh, Intervisions and Talking Book. Yeah. I, so. I, it, yeah, which are both good. Good, good albums. Yeah. So we've got three more spots on our list. Uh, well, if we're going to put Zeppelin on there, um, if we're going to put Led Zeppelin for a higher point, like what is what do we have available? Slots? Um, seven? Two, three, and seven? Uh, four would have to be seven if it's going to be on. It's not a two or a three by any um, means. Yeah, I can see that. Would you say number seven? Yeah. Where'd you, did you put Yellow Brick Road on there? Uh, I did not. Okay. That... I don't know. Again, I don't know if I'd put that in a two or a three spot. No, I, I wouldn't. Yeah, I don't think I could. Yeah. I mean, if if, if anything, you'd have to bump off something lower down something the list. Something lower on the list, yeah. Well, is there something off on the lower list well, that we could bump? If we're going to put an Elton really. John on there. Yeah, not, yeah, not uh, really. Not really. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. What, um... I don't know. Well, I don't know. I guess without repeating bands, because I don't know if any band really would deserve to be on there twice, the only other ones I've got here are Kansas with Left Overture. Yeah. Um, All Things Must Pass with George Harrison. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if I could make either one of them number two or number three. Well, I guess if I had to make a personal list, All Things Must Pass would be on my personal list, but putting yeah. it together... Uh, uh, life in general list, yeah, I, I can understand it not being on there. Yeah, that's, that's why it's fun putting these lists together. Right. Try and out. I guess Let It Be by the Beatles. I don't know if that would do on there either. I'm not even sure if I'd put that on my own personal no top ten. Really, you know, as an album kinda, overall, kinda the, the culmination of their career. You know, it's like, yeah, but it's still not their best album. No, but it's their only album of the seventies. It is their only album of the seventies. Um, and it's a good album for what it is. I mean, I would I would put it up pretty high on mine. I, you least, know, like but. I said, it is it does have one of my if I had to do top ten Beatles songs, it has one of my top ten Beatles songs on there. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. I guess uh, I would I would be okay with Let It Be being a number three. No, nah, I mean I I don't know if I could put it at number three. I, think I wouldn't I, put it at two though. Uh, no, I I think I'd have to bump. I, I could put it at four and then move Songs of the Key of Life up. Yeah, that, we could do that because that would actually be a better, yeah, a better that's, switch. That's what I was thinking. Why is it number two is harder than number one? <laughs> to pick? Yeah, that's funny. That it was, <laughs> number number one was really easy. Yeah, I don't know. The uh, pretty much gone through everything on my list without the, uh, du- the, duplicating anything. The one I had up, a couple of ones I had up pretty high on the list that I made were ones you kind of Dark Side of the Moon and Rumors. Yeah, I wouldn't put those on. No. It's definitely not number twos either. I did have Dark Side of the Moon on my... I had, bo- I had rumors too. I had both of those. Yeah. Um, what about School's Out? 
Well, Alice would be on the list twice. And I, I wouldn't put schools out as number two for no. sure. No. I mean, if I was going to do that, something like that, I would say, um, well, volume four was a better album than, th- than schools out. It was, you know, if I was going to put that, That's but true. again, I don't know if I'd put it at number two. No, no, not, not over songs in the key of life or thick as a brick or, um, and, you know, not, I wouldn't put it over those, those songs. Or songs, albums, you know what I mean. Yeah, I know what you mean. I don't know. We got one more spot. One more spot. Pick something, damn it. Well, um, I know you're typing this, so just to make your job harder, why don't we move everything up from number nine and we could put volume four at number nine? We could do that. So, And I mean, it's weird that Sabbath's on there twice, but still, you know, they're good albums, so what are you going to do? All right, well, everything sound good? Pretty much. I mean, I don't think this in any way diminishes any of the other albums either. It's no, just, it's just, you know, uh, just kind of, you know, I guess if you had to say, well, you're going to be stranded on a desert island, you can only take 10 albums from the 70s. I, I'd be okay with then, this yeah, list, I good. think. It, it's always hard to sit down, and especially something like this. With music, it's always, it's so subjective. It, it is. And, and to sit down and, you know, with with other people and sit down and go, okay, let's put a list together. It's mm-hmm. always, it's so damn difficult. Right. It's just, uh, oh, I think I'm surprised at actually how much we agreed on. Yeah. Honestly. I, 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 I actually thought you were going to come up with some really off the wall shit. That's no, like, I, I mean, I could have very easily, but <laughs> I mean, I could have, I could have oh, done yeah. Bob Jones. The black circle was the, the most groundbreaking. Well, it would be, it would be Arthur Brown. Um, uh, from, I don't know the name of the album, but yeah, he was, uh, I don't even know how to describe Arthur Brown. Uh, Frank Zappa, a British Frank Zappa, I guess. Oh, really? Yeah. That's, that'd be weird. Yeah, but throwing Alice Cooper-ish makeup and setting this thing on his head on fire every during the performance. Really? That's pretty much, yeah. That's very, I mean, very weird, like Zappa, and the music's not bad if you're into the weird stuff, but, you know. That's kind of strange, though. Arthur Brown, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, all right. So here's the the top ten list of the uh, the top ten albums of the seventies, as chosen by Life in General. Yeah. At uh, number ten, uh, Paranoid by Black Sabbath. At number nine, you got uh, London Calling by The Clash. Number eight, Volume Four by Black Sabbath. Uh, number seven, T for the Tillerman by Cat Stevens. Number six, you got uh, four by Led Zeppelin. Number five, you got Billion, Billion Dollar Babies by Alice Cooper. Number four, Thick as a Brick by Jethro Tull. Uh, number three, you get uh, Let It Be by The Beatles. Number two, Songs in the Key of Life by Stevie Wonder. And number one, the number one album of the 70s, What's Going On by Marvin Gaye. Sounds good enough for me. Yeah, I think it's... Uh, like I said, I mean, like, if I had to choose... 10 records to listen to on a stranded on a desert island stranded I, I, I could be comfortable with that list i was actually kind of surprised with how much diversity we have in that yeah it's, it's pretty diverse yeah you know i'm just i'm really picky about new music i'm not the old stuff's good to me a lot of it's you know you can't argue with the bands that were doing it first were doing it better i'm gonna tell you i know you i know you're not a big rap fan but, no i i have certain appreciations for it but but uh you know logic his new album is is just absolutely fantastic. Yeah, I'll listen to it. Just uh, I'll I'll give it a I'll give it a whirl. Anything would be but has to be better than Casting Crowns. I'm sorry, because that was <laughs> that was that was terrible. Don't ever recommend a Christian band to me again. Whatever. <laughs> you need to listen to Neil Morris. That's what you need. But to do. Uh, yeah, you like no, the Christian so stuff. The uh, oh, I've heard him before. Neil Morris. Yeah. Really. Yeah. But uh, yeah, everybody by Logic is just uh, a. That just came out, didn't it? Highly, highly recommend that album. It just came out like a couple months ago, right? Yeah, it was uh, a couple weeks ago. A couple weeks ago. I saw it on the iTunes uh, banner. I, I'll, I'll give it a listen. I got I have Spotify Premium now, so I can listen to anything I want. Oh, there you so. go. So. So. That's cool. Yeah. Well, anything else? No, I think that's about it. So That's, that's fun. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely have to do some. Well, we'll we'll probably hit all the decades with uh, with the music. Um, yeah. well, at least maybe up until the 
2000 to 2010. I'm not sure if I could I could <laughs> come up with more than 10 or 12 albums. I from, could. I could from 2010 on easily. I could, but uh, I might be. And even to be honest with you, even 2000 I, to 2010 might be a struggle for me. From from 2010 to now, I don't know if I could come up up with more than 10 or 15, but I could definitely come up with 10. Yeah, okay. I wouldn't be able to, so your ten would be it. <laughs> no, I could, but it would be it'd be albums by artists that were around much long much longer than that. Yeah, anyway, yeah. So. Um but uh yeah, so you know, if you're listening to this and you think the show's pretty cool and like the episode, you know, mm-hmm. feel free to make up your own list and yeah. shoot it over to us and Or if you don't like our choices, you can at least tell us. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that are like, gonna our, like choices. our choices, yeah. yeah. But uh well, I know there's several of those choices that I don't think anyone can truly argue with. Our oh, number yeah. one, no, I don't think. Anybody I, I don't think anybody that. really. That can. should. I mean, then after, like I said, after da- I made my list, David Duke could probably argue. Uh, well, number one, but nobody gives a shit what David Duke says, <laughs> except maybe Trump, Donald Trump. But, yeah. Um, um, no, I. After I did my list, I, I didn't want to do it before because I didn't want to, you know, sway my 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 decisions. So I went I went on to other lists after that. Yeah. And Marvin Gaye's up there on a lot of yeah, those it lists. Is. It sh- and it should Surprisingly, there's some lists he's not on at all, which I was really weird yeah, to that's, me. That's strange. But, but, um, oh. but yeah, I don't know. But uh, yeah, any kind of comments or questions, you can always shoot it over to our email, uh, lifeinjournalmi at gmail.com. Um, uh, like I said before, hit us up on Twitter or Facebook. We're on social media. At least I am. Almost, oh, I'm, almost daily. Yeah, so. I'm, I, I, I check Twitter. I don't, I don't, Do I don't post anything on it, but I, <laughs> I check Twitter daily. So you can post things on that. I'll give you the login info for the oh, on the for the website or for, for, or for the, the life in general, general account. You can well, I mean, even just for my own there. personal, I don't, you know, I think I've, I've maybe posted three, four tweets the whole time I've ever been on there. Really? Yeah, I, I tried to start an argument with somebody. It didn't work. It was politically driven because he said something really racist, and I was oh, like, really? "Oh, okay, well, I'm, 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 I'm commenting on that." I, I got you now, Jack. Yeah, and I never got a response. <laughs> yeah, it's not so, like Facebook. So either I made either I made a point, my point, and it worked, or they just didn't want to argue with yeah, me. It's, uh, yeah. you know, and, and I think that's probably why I like Twitter a little bit more than I like mm-hmm. Facebook because you don't you don't really have those stupid, petty, dumb arguments that you, you know, I see it every single day. Every time the M Live. Or somebody else posts something that is questionably political, it just turns into a big fucking fight on Facebook. On Facebook, it's stupid. Well, I was trying to bring the fight to, to it to Twitter. I know, I know, but that's what I say. You don't, you don't, gen- you don't generally have that kind of stuff on oh, Twitter. Well, so. that's boring. Yeah. I'd rather have the fight. <laughs> <laughs> Go on Facebook. If your brother didn't own guns, I'd, I'd argue with a lot of his stuff I still, on Facebook. I, I own guns. <laughs> He's not going to shoot but, you. <laughs> I've got guns too. So yeah, well. Um. So yeah, you know, hit us up on uh, on social media. Um, if you like the show, go on iTunes, leave us a review. Um, uh, reviews are the way that you know they. It makes it easier for people basically to find the show. Yeah, and, yeah. So if you like the show and you think other people should listen to it, do that. Yeah, yeah. Leave us a review. Um, uh, subscribe to us on SoundCloud. Uh, you can always check out our latest episode of not only uh, Life in General, but you can always check out the la- latest episode of Partisan Bites, which mm-hmm. is our. Our other podcast. You can check those out on our website at uh, lifeingeneralpodcast.com. Um, yeah, that's about, that's it. about it. Not much else. Um, well, until next time. Until next time. Talk to y'all later. Peace out. My role, let me tell you about it. This shit right here, man, I'm about about it. Only real niggas reside around me. Yo, lady, drop a card around me. Dip like I know you can, bitch. Show me the rust like we in the ring. Got you some cobras, you wanna hang? Shoulder to shoulder, the niggas basic. You know I won't lie. You know that I ain't for the fuck shit. You niggas alright, but I'm way better and she love it. Know that y'all sick as fuck. Here go this tissue, bro. We taking the dub, hoping you get you some. This here like a pick me up. She taking my drugs. Know this see the sign. That's some dollar sign. Know this sick as fuck. Now they sick as fuck. Tell them get well soon. Tell them get well soon. Now you sick as fuck. Get well soon. Oh shit. Watch out, you the car, Billy. Oh shit. Right now, and I'm smiling in your face, bitch. With a gold smile, you should probably make placement to your eye. Niggas sick as fuck. Standing with niggas. Who died for that party? Who died for some bitches who showing their bodies? Swear to God, nigga, this Molly got me up and rolling. These bodies of water. Bring that shit in bottles. Party that hit when we style it.